Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hi guys, welcome to Q&A 1.6. I'm really excited to have you all here. The group is buzzing so far, which I'm absolutely loving. Everyone seems to be getting really stuck in, which is so nice. Um, And you're all asking great questions. So I'm loving it. So welcome to all of the newbies. This is what the Q&A looks like if you're watching it from the member site. And if you're listening to it from the podcast, of course, also that's absolutely fine. So I'm going to go through some of the things that have been brought up so far and just expand on them. Um, I think I've said this before, but I will always answer questions in the group. So anything you ask, anything you're not sure about, I will give you an immediate answer. However, I will always expand on it in the Q&A because sometimes things need more context than you can put in a message um, or it's just worth thinking about other things um, to do with that subject. So that's what this is. Um, And just to say can you all try and keep any questions and any communication with me in the group as much as possible even when you think it might be a silly question nothing is ever a silly question and I can guarantee you that other people in the group will be either wondering the same thing um, or will have experienced the same thing previously and a lot of the veterans are really good at jumping in and giving advice as well So try and keep all questions and communication in the group. Obviously, if it's something really personal to you, message me privately. That's absolutely fine. Um, But yeah, let's get stuck in. So the first thing that I was going to touch on was um, someone asked how long each round is. Each round is six weeks. Um, Once the six weeks is up, you can either stay on for another round if you would like to. Um, I think Chloe is our longest serving member. She's been with me since round one. Um, And then coming in a close second, I think Nikki and then Amy. Um, So I think Nikki's been here since round two, maybe, and Amy since round three um, off the top of my head. So you can always stay on for more rounds. The thing about this is it's about long-term sustainable change. It's about teaching you habits that you are gonna be able to implement for the rest of your life. It's about turning your health around. So it's not just about the fat loss or building some muscle. It's about how you can change your life and your lifestyle that fits for you, but that you will do for the rest of your life. So quite often people will want to stay for more than six weeks because it takes more than six weeks to build those kind of quote unquote healthy habits. Um, And other people feel after one round, like it's really helped them and actually they're going to try and go it alone for the next few weeks and then see where they're at. So, and if you after the after one round if you decide not to come back that's absolutely fine but then you decide actually you want to come back to a future round of course that's fine so I have had people miss a round and then come back again so yeah and then the other thing you can do if you want if you feel like you need a higher level of support if you want more bespoke coaching you can come on for one-to-one coaching um so that was the first thing the second question 
or point that I wanted to talk about because a lot of you have kind of said that this is something that you struggle with and this is really really common but Pauline said she I seem to only be able to diet Monday to Thursday and then Michaela said I'm the same come Friday I'm off the wagon but I'm aware I've got to stop this all or nothing thinking and stop restricting so much Monday to Thursday Laura said definitely my problem too difficult when everyone else around you does this um and I think I know that a few of um the others feel the same as well so this is a really really common thing so many people struggle with this they are quote unquote really good Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday and come the weekend it all goes tits up and often the problem is and one of you actually said this I think it was Michaela I've got to stop restricting so much Monday to Thursday and that is often the problem people go ham in the week and they're like I've got to be really really good in quotation marks I can't have anything bad in quotation marks I must massively over restrict and then come Friday night you're knackered you're absolutely starving hungry and potentially you might have plans which then put you into an environment where it's very very difficult to have any consideration about around what you're doing so that's the first thing that makes it really really difficult the second thing is I think something that Laura touched on was other people doing the same thing. A lot of people live for the weekends. Um, and so you, and if any of you have kids, you might have kids birthday parties, or maybe you're just socializing in general. Like we tend to do most of our socializing at the weekend, right? So it's really difficult because we're putting ourselves or we're being put into environments where there's a lot of temptation. So my top tips for this, the first thing with the all or nothing thinking, instead of looking at it, like if say you get to the weekend and you go over your calories on a Friday night, right? Cause this is often what starts it off. You've been really strict all week. You get to Friday, you go over your calories on the Friday night. You then think, fuck it. I've gone over my calories. Or if you're not tracking, you've you've had things that make you think, fuck it, I've ruined it. I've ruined my progress. What's the fucking point? I might as well just chuck it all out the window. You then spend the weekend massively overeating. And then it comes to Monday and you feel really guilty and you're like, right, okay, I need to get back onto it. And so the cycle starts again. So the first thing, instead of thinking that you fucked it by going over your calories or having things that you hadn't intended to have, remember that every moment is a new opportunity to reset. So like you can wake up on the Saturday morning and think, do you know what? I had a bit too much to drink last night. I probably had a bit too much to eat, but this morning I'm gonna go out for a nice long walk. I'm gonna get some fresh air. I'm gonna get my mind feeling good. I'm gonna move my body and you can reset yourself. And maybe you have plans again on the Saturday, but you can learn from your mistakes previously. And you can think, okay, like I didn't handle that well last night. How am I gonna handle this tonight? That's gonna make me feel better and make my future self on Sunday more thankful that I made the choices that I made. So that's the first thing is to stop thinking that you've fucked it when you've gone over because that's not gonna help you. and that by thinking that and constantly telling yourself oh I've ruined it I might as well just fuck it all off and stick my head in the fuck it bucket that's how you don't ever make progress it's not about 
what you do on the occasion. It's about what you do afterwards and how you respond to that that matters. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is absolutely stop restricting so much in the week. It's really important that you allow yourself to eat enough food and get enough nutrients in so that you feel full, satiated and nourished um, and that you're getting enough energy so that you don't feel like shit. And it, that doesn't mean that you have to overeat all week. It just means that you need to eat a sensible amount and not be eating like a thousand or 1200 calories a day because for the majority of people for 99% of people 1200 calories is going to be way too low so it's about looking at what can you add into your week to keep yourself full and satiated so you're not starving hungry by the time you get to the weekend um but if you're wanting to cycle some calories for the weekend which was another question that I'll touch on in a minute it's about looking at, okay, well, how can I keep my calories more considerate or more conservative and um, add in more food volume? So thinking about things like doubling your fruit and veg and maybe like halving your carbohydrate portions. Sometimes it's literally as simple as that. Like if you have a pasta dish, have half the amount of pasta or three quarters the amount of pasta that you would usually have but add in a shit ton more veg and immediately you've got loads more volume for way less calories. So things like that are going to really help you. Um, and what I was going to say something else about that as well, but it's just gone from my mind. Let me move on to the next point and I might come back to that. But the other thing is that it takes time, right? It takes time to break that cycle and it takes time to get into a pattern where you're not going to punish yourself for eating too much and you're not going to then feel shame and guilt from that and so then you're not going to over restrict like that takes time to get out of that pattern but we will work on it over the next six weeks and instead of berating yourself when it does happen have a little think about how often it's happening and if it's happening less and less then you're winning and that's the important thing um so then Pauline asked a question, um, I'm going away this weekend. Is it okay to save calories during the week? Also can steps be done as weekly total? So yes and yes, steps can absolutely be done as a weekly total. Ideally, I want all of you to be hitting baseline 7,000 steps really at the least, just purely for your basic metabolic health. So things like reducing the risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, um walking having walked post meals is really really good particularly if you are a perimenopausal or menopausal woman because walking will help you use and um metabolize the glucose that you've had from your meal which will help reduce the risk of things like insulin resistance which then lead to type 2 diabetes which we are more prone to when we are perimenopausal or menopausal and also if we're overweight so yes, steps can absolutely be looked at as a weekly total, but really I want you all doing like at least 7,000 steps a day. Now there will be exceptions to that. And sometimes you might only be able to get five for whatever reason. And that's fine. Like as a one-off, it's okay. But if it was every day, you were only getting 5,000 steps and then at the weekend or yeah, yeah 5,000 steps. And then at the weekend you were getting 
absolutely shit loads of steps to make up your weekly total I would say try and balance it out just a little bit more um but yes think of it as a weekly total let's not get too bogged down in the numbers to begin with we'll monitor it over a couple of weeks and see where you're at and if anything needs tweaking we can tweak it and then the other thing was about um saving calories for the weekend so I touched on this already yes this is absolutely fine to do however you want to do it with some consideration so all of you are on enough calories um that you have the wiggle room to do this and this is why really over restrictive diets don't work because then you have no wiggle room and then you have this thing where you get to the weekend you've massively overeaten you've taken yourself into a surplus for the week and actually then you don't lose any weight and then you get the shame, get the guilt, and it the cycle starts all over again. So you've all got plenty of calories that you've got the wiggle room to do this. One to 200 calories a day to bank for the weekend is absolutely fine. Any more than that, and you are probably going to find that you will be either really fucking hungry or you won't be able to get your nutritional targets in. Now, in terms of nutrition, I do set you all a protein target which again, we work on over time. We start with calories. We work on the protein target over time if you're tracking food. Um, but also we want to be thinking, you know, are you getting enough fruit and veg in? Are you getting enough fat in your diet, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes when we limit our calories way too low, we're not going to be able to hit those nutritional targets. So it is important that you don't over restrict too much in the week, but one to 200 calories a day is fine. And actually that's quite a nice number. Like that's enough that when you get to the weekend, if you've got an event, if you cycle 200 calories a day, Monday to Friday, by Saturday, you've got a thousand extra calories. And for all intents and purposes, like you can spend that on whatever you want. So you could have, um, and I have used this example before. So vet, sorry, if this is me repeating myself, but for example, if you're if you know that you're going to be drinking, pick a drink of choice and stick with that one drink. So for me, Prosecco is a really great drink of choice. Um, it's fairly low in calories, about 85 calories a glass. If I've saved a thousand calories, that means I could have probably nine glasses. I'm just trying to work this out in my head. <clears throat> no, way more than that. 10, 11, 12 glasses of, of Prosecco. I would never drink 10 or 11 glasses of Prosecco because I'd be absolutely wasted. Um, so I know that like three or four glasses of Prosecco, I'm going to be well within my calories still. I've still got some banked calories that I could spend on food. And yeah, so it's a nice way to be able to enjoy your weekend without feeling really over restrictive and have a little bit of extra flexibility what you don't want to do is in your mind be lulled into a false sense of security and think oh I've banked these calories so actually I can just go fucking wild because you can still pull yourself out of the deficit if you're not careful and again like over time you will learn this more and more like what works for you what doesn't work for you and um how is best to yeah work around this for you so don't worry if you try it for the first weekend and it doesn't really go to plan and actually you need to work on it a little bit it's fine this is a process and it's meant to be um so that was the next question how many more have I got I think I've got three or four more 
Um, so Chloe said the first week of a new round, I get terrible gym anxiety. I don't do well with change, a complete creature of habit. So getting my head around new workouts and new equipment. Um, and then she said, I won't gym today as I've just finished the night shift. So I'm going to slow the new workouts and then get them straight in my head. And I just wanted to pick up on this point because this was a really good point that she made is always nerve wracking when you start a new program. So for the vets, all the workouts have changed. And for the newbies, obviously these will be new to you have a look at the workouts before you do them. Get it straight in your head. If you've been to your gym before and you know like where the equipment is, by having a look at the workout before, you've got a, a general idea of like where you need to go in the gym for each piece of equipment. Um, and the other thing is like, the more you do it, the easier it will become and the more used to it you'll become. And Chloe, you know this, like, you know by week two you're absolutely fine and it's the thought of it that's, that is always worse than the actual doing of it um so definitely study the or have a, just have a look at the workouts before so you know where you're going when you're in the gym but remember like that workout is there for you to follow so while you're there you've got structure you've got a plan you know where you're going you know what you're doing and it'll be absolutely fine um Laura said so Laura asked a question about the gym workouts um I don't think I can do the shoulder workout I'm seeing my physio for my shoulder at the moment I struggle with overhead what can I do instead so if any of you have got injuries or anything that you can't do leave those exercises out it's going to be on the app you can next to the exercise once you've started the workout next to the exercise there's three dots you can click that and that will give you substitutes so it will bring up anything with the same name now all of the workouts that I put on the app I put CBC before the workout which is coached by Claire and that's because it makes when I'm programming the workouts I can search CBC and all of my workouts will come up first um I I would rather program things that I have filmed and explained because some of the exercises on Trainerize, the, um, what am I trying to say? The form is a little dodgy, but when you click substitute for one of my exercises, all of the exercises I've filmed will come up because it's CBC. But if you look at the top where it's got the name of the exercise and the whole list of the other exercises come up, you can click in that box. If you just delete CBC, it will then bring up anything else that matches that workout which will be a more appropriate substitute if that makes sense so you can look for a substitute but if you are trying to substitute shoulder exercises and you've got a bad shoulder there's probably not a lot that you're going to be able to substitute it for so my advice would be if you can't find something that's a suitable substitute just leave it out the other thing that you can do is if you're a gym goer have a look at the home workouts and see if there's any of those workouts that you could replace with the like chest and shoulder day that you can do in the gym. Um, and yeah, it just might be that it's one of those things that you just have to rest your shoulder until it's better. I absolutely don't want any of you pushing on injuries that are going to make it worse because that's going to prolong your recovery. And if you're seeing a physio for something, they will have assessed your injury specifically. They will be able to tell you what you can and can't do. So make sure that you take some advice from them as well. Um, but yeah, you can either substitute, but I think with something specific like that, you'll probably just have to leave it out. Um, 
then the next point that I wanted to pick up on or question was Pauline this morning she said my win because we do Wednesday wins for anyone listening who's not a part of the shape up program my win is managing to get in a workout a walk and do housework all in one day not sure how people do it I think housework will have to wait some days so I wanted to talk about this because you're not going to work out every day I don't want anyone doing workouts seven days a week I do want you walking seven days a week and hopefully you won't have to do housework seven days a week although I have two dogs and a husband and my house is always a shit tip. So I think if you have kids, it's probably exacerbated even more maybe. Um, But it's okay not to be able to do everything every day. Like, yeah, some days the the housework will, will wait. Some days the workouts will wait. Some days your steps will wait because other things will take priority. But it's about doing what you can with what you've got, with what you've got. You don't have to be perfect every single day. And I will post a little infographic that I screenshotted off Instagram in the group in a sec, because it's, it, it really shows like what showing up every day looks like. It's a really good representation of it. It's not being perfect every single day. It's doing what you can with what you've got. And some days that will be like, it was for you yesterday, Pauline, where you do a workout, you do your steps and you do the housework and other days it will be doing the housework. And some days it will be doing your steps so don't put a pressure on yourself that you think I have to do everything all the time because that's how we get into that all or nothing mentality and actually we want to be doing all or something so some days yes you'll do it all and on the days that you can't do it all you'll do something and that's fine Um, and then the last thing I was going to talk about was Becky she said how often should we weigh ourselves so there is a weighing yourself video that I've done on the help video section of the member site so you can go and watch that which is quite useful because it's got an example um well it's not an example chart it's one of my one-to-one clients was happy for me to share her weight chart with you guys because she's a really good example of how weight can fluctuate all the time so with weighing I either want you to weigh yourselves every single day or I want you to weigh yourselves not at all weighing yourself once a week has little benefit because we are not going to see fluctuations that happen all the time. And often what happens with weighing yourself once a week is you miss all the fluctuations that are happening and you might end up weighing yourself on a day where your weight has spiked. And it looks like then in a week, you've either lost no weight or you've gained weight when in fact your weight has come down in between, but you haven't weighed. So you don't know about it. Your weight will fluctuate all the time in the short term, regardless of fat loss. So fat loss and weight loss are two different things in the short term. They are not like mutually exclusive. In the longer term, they are connected because obviously fat weighs something. So over time, as you lose excess stored body fat, your weight will come down. But in the short term, and by short term, I mean up to like three weeks, your weight will fluctuate all over the place, depending on loads of different things. So your hormones, your sleep, how much exercise you've done, how many carbohydrates you've eaten. Um, What was the other thing? Food volume, whether you've had a poo or not. So make sure if you want to weigh yourself, weigh yourself every day, first thing in the morning, before you've eaten anything, naked, after you've had a poo, if possible or at least a wee. So get up, get out of bed, go to the toilet. If you wear pyjamas, take your pyjamas off, hop on the scales, 
input the number, forget about it, move on with the rest of your day. Don't get hung up on what the number is saying. We will plot the numbers in Trainerize. And over time, if you are losing body fat, we will be able to see a trend down. And sometimes, even if you're losing body fat, we don't always see a trend down because it is masked in that short term. But go and have a look at that help video on the member site because that helps explain it a bit more. Um, and if you don't want to weigh yourself, you absolutely don't have to. Take pictures and measurements at the start of each round. I cannot, in fact, I'll put a message in the group in a minute, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Pictures and measurements will be really beneficial for you to take, like really, really important. Sometimes the scales, as I've already said, won't reflect what's going on, but actually you'll be able to see a difference in your pictures and your measurements. So the beginning of each round, beginning and end of each round, take pictures, take measurements. Um, yeah, and I think that's everything. So let me know if anyone has any questions off the back of this. I will do another Q and A um, next week, or maybe if there's an if there's lots of questions that need elaborating on, maybe towards the end of this week. But yeah, all have a fabulous day, and I'm buzzing to have you all here. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, please visit my website, coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.